but I'm very honest. Why are you making a face? I'm like, I'm like George Washington honest. Abe Lincoln? Who doesn't tell a lie? George, George Washington, right? <laughs> I can tell the truth because you didn't Google that first. <laughs> George Washington, right? Cherry tree. Never told a lie, yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. And welcome to the 22nd episode of Partial Recall. I'm Daniel. I'm one of the hosts. I clearly remember how to do this. I'm here with my friend Yishai, the other of the hosts. Uh, Yishai, why don't you tell people what this podcast is about? This podcast is about movies that we've seen as kids that we only uh, sort of remember. So in the first half of the episode, we try to recreate the plot of those movies from memory. uh, And then we break watch the movie, and then we come back in the second half to discuss uh, what we got right, what we got wrong, and if the movie held up. And as we've been going along, we have been trying to keep a running tab of which of these movies do we deem important enough to show to our young children. Uh, Practically speaking for me, uh, theoretically speaking for Daniel, because his daughter is uh, far too young for most of these movies, um, but she is real. She's not imaginary. The way you said theoretically speaking made it seem like I have an imaginary daughter. Uh, it's practical. What if, By the way, what if like for the one year anniversary of this podcast, we're just like, all right, it, we've been lying the entire time. This is a false premise. We thought it'd be a fun premise. Daniel does not have a daughter. Uh, no, you have a daughter. Right. She's real. I've met her. She has a British accent. Uh, she does have a British accent. Uh, this week she told me she doesn't like tomato slices, Ooh. which was great. That is pretty adorable. Uh, also this weekend, we watched Into the Spider-Verse. With her? She's three years old. She was like totally entranced by it. I mean, it rules. What's not to be entranced by? We watched like 40 minutes of it. We watched basically until right up, right up until... We watched until just after the Kingpin murdered Spider-Man with his parents. <laughs> and it it wasn't like she was super upset by that happening. I think it's uh, hard it just, to like... That's when she sort of lost interest in the movie. Right. I think it's hard to like uh, understand that like he's dead and he's not coming back. Especially because like, there's like other Spider-Mans pretty quickly afterwards. Right. And another one who looks very similar but has slightly different hair color. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. Uh, but still, great movie, great movie. She was really into it. Really good. We, uh, I was really into it and did watch the rest of it myself. Nice. After, uh, yeah, that movie still holds up. We just watched the uh, new one again for the second time. Uh, great. Still great. Great. Even better. Um, still, great. still great. Really good. Ooh, my bars are really small. Not like Donatello's staff <laughs> at all. Hey, that rhymes. Um, Is that better? Yeah. Uh, I just got back from, uh, sorry, this is not how we do this podcast. Uh, I just got back from Trader Joe's and, uh, like by the checkout, they had like a picture of like product recalls and, uh, one of them was like the box of crackers I was eating for lunch today. (laughs) (laughs) I like looked closer and it was like, may contain pieces of metal. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? Uh, thankfully, uh, not the, uh, not the run that I have at home. Uh, I thought I was about to turn into uh, uh, Wolverine. 
That's that's the Wolverine. That was the Wolverine Sorry. origin story. Eating a box of multigrain crackers from Trader Joe's. Uh, no. So to bring it back to our topic, um, when you were coming back from Trader Joe's, uh, did you get stuck in any traffic? Were you in traffic with Michael Douglas? Was it perhaps around rush hour time? Oh, rush hour. Yeah. Uh, traffic uh, about drugs is not what we're doing. Although, I could probably do a partial recall on that. I feel like all my friends like that more than I did. I just remember uh, tra- I found uh, I didn't like traffic because, uh, you know, like the the drug czar's daughter was like a drug addict and it was sad. Drug addicts are sad. Um, anyway, I think that's the plot. Cool story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that's the blue plot of that movie and the yellow plot is Benicio Del Toro is a cop. Oh, right. There was like different colors. And uh, something else story is that someone else is doing drugs all right yeah let's uh let's cut all of this uh, and you, why don't we uh say again okay so, rush- so on your way back from trader joe's did you get stuck in traffic uh the drug movie <laughs> <laughs> damn it uh okay um so what time is it there it feels like it's around rush hour time <laughs> uh rush hour uh rush hour let's say some facts about rush hour um okay wait let's do this normal you say what movie are we talking about uh today we're talking about uh rush hour uh that was a weird way to say, to say <laughs> rush hour uh, well you were just remembering that you saw this movie as you were going through puberty yeah and so your voice used to crack all the time yeah uh today yeah. we're talking about rush hour uh Directed by Brett Ratner. He's been canceled, right? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good job by us. This is our second Ratner. Is it? What was our first Ratner? Yep. Uh, X-Men. No, that's uh, Brian Singer. Oh, shit. You're right. Another another canceled guy. Honestly, we're just choosing the best people. Yeah. Um, we're just choosing the best people. I don't even remember what Brett Ratner did. Um, I'm sure it wasn't good, though. Um Ah, Brett Ratner directed X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Oh, and Tower Heist. Was that a good movie? Uh, I believe he was canceled for um, directing Red Dragon. Oh, there it is. Oh, here we go. In October 2017, during the Me Too movement, a former talent agency employee accused Ratner of rape. Um, On November 1st, six women, including Olivia Munn and Natasha Henstridge, accused Ratner of sexual assault and harassment. Uh, as well as following an actress into a bathroom without an invitation. I don't want to read the rest of this. Okay. Honestly, you hate to see it. Uh, yeah, not good. Um, I guess it's good. This isn't... Well, it's his, his personal life section is first, and it's there. So, uh, I also heard he was just canceled again. Listen to this sentence. In early 2021, Ratner announced that he will direct a long, gestated Millie Vanilli biopic. Is that the joke? <laughs> he was doing really, really... It's the whole joke. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure where you're going with that. Uh, good one. Uh, is that is that actually a line? That's true? Uh, that's in his Wikipedia. Yeah. All right. It used to be his first project since 2014's Hercules. Yeah. Well, he produced... Yeah. It's weird how, like, these Wikipedias, like, grind to a halt. And then, like, you have to, like, find... Where where did you see that controversy thing? Uh, It's not. Is that in other words? No, it's in personal life, right? Why don't they make a controversy section? Anyway, uh, directed by Brett Ratner uh, with a screenplay by Jim Koof and Ross LaManna. Um, It stars Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, Tsi Ma, Tom Wilkinson, 
Chen Leung, Elizabeth Pena, Mark Rolston, and Rex Lin. Um, it uh, was released September 18th, 1998. Running time of 98 minutes. You Great runtime. Also, yeah, great runtime. Oh. A top 10 runtime. Funny story. Uh, last night, a friend of mine uh, who I've been trying to get to listen to the podcast, but he's like... Uh, 10 years older than us and he's has taste yeah, yeah he's 10 years older than us he's like none of these are movies from my childhood but then uh he had like a long drive back and he's like oh he discovered uh you didn't have a show on rocky four i love rocky four uh and then he goes can i just make one comment he goes your rocky four episode was an hour and 40 minutes in the rocky four episode you say that the perfect runtime for a movie is 90 minutes why does your podcast have to be longer than your ideal runtime for a movie which I thought was a fair criticism, but uh, I have no intention of making these shorter. Also, listen at double speed. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's what I do. Anyway. Uh, someone at work told me today, um, Someone we had a new person who started, and I was I had a meeting with him, and they were like, you talk really fast. Did you know that? He said that to me. He's right. But I just didn't ever think about it before. Um, He's like, wait, what are you saying? You talk so fast. Was he... Was he? Do you tell him to listen to your podcast, and then you'll sound slow uh, by comparison. Tell him to listen to the podcast on double speed, true. and then he'll he'll get it. Um, or then he'll just be annoyed at me all day. Right. That's how I. That's how I am at everyone now when they talk because I listen to podcasts at double speed. I'm just like, why are you talking so slow? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, okay, rush hour runtime of 98 minutes. Clearly, this movie didn't get stuck in rush hour, if you know what I mean. Um, ba bing. A, it had a budget of $35 million and a box office of $245 million. Um, so a hit. A hit. Not like a undeniable smash. I mean, that's a lot of money, but like not like... No, $245 million domestic? I, I think that's global, based on oh, how... Oh, come I, on, you shy. You know, I, I have a system. <laughs> it's a bad system. It works great. Uh, domestic... The inflation-adjusted domestic box office is $275 million dues. So it is domestic. Domestic is $141 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's good. It's good, but it's not like, you know, one of the biggest movies of all time good. But enough to spawn a no, franchise. I, <laughs> what do you remember about uh, seeing this movie? 1998's Rush Hour? Huh. I remember seeing this movie in the cinema. Okay which I at the time called the theater, though I just called it the theater because I didn't say theater. Did um, you have the E before the R or after the R? The theater. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing it in a theater. I probably saw it with my parents because I would have been 12. Uh, and I remember thinking this movie was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Okay. Uh, and I just loved Chris Tucker. Uh, yeah. And there's one specific scene in this movie that I loved, which I'm sure we'll talk about when we try to recreate the plot of this movie from memory. Okay, that's probably more than uh, I can do. Um, I don't remember the circumstances of seeing it. Um, I remember that... Um, I remember... I think my, my father somehow liked Jackie Chan. Like, I remember Rumble in the Bronx uh, when it came over. That was, like, I think his breakthrough... Um, uh, American movie. Um, I think he was a long working actor in China for a long time. I remember like 
we watched Rumble in the Bronx. We really liked it. It was really cool because, like, he would, like, run up walls and do, like, backflips and stuff. It was, like, very captivating. Um, but he was always, like, an action comedy star, right? And then, like, once, like, they realized that, like, they put him in, like, a bunch of these type of, of movies. Um, I don't remember specifically seeing this, nor, uh, spoiler alert, do I remember uh, the plot at all. Unfortunately, I just saw a snippet of the plot, uh, which bums me out. I mean, actually, it gives you something to go off of because I literally would have had nothing. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just, I, I like. I think I, I like the idea, or my memories of Jackie Chan are more institutional than, um, than specific. I would say. Interesting. I so I remember a fair amount about this movie. So should I just go first, or do you want to go first with your limited recollection? Um, Jackie Chan comes from China. And teams up with Chris, and he's like an investigator, and he teams up with Chris Tucker, who's a cop. Uh, and I saw what the plot point that they're trying to do is, okay. so I'll let you do so it. So here's what yeah. I remember. Uh, Jackie Chan is from Hong Kong, and he is a detective, and he's investigating some case. If I remember correctly, he like doesn't get his guy at the end, and the guy gets away. In Hong Kong. And then there's, um, and then it like flashes to like some time later. And um, there's a kidnapping in Los Angeles of, like, someone's something, daughter maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And they call in Jackie Chan to investigate. But the U.S. authorities that are investigating don't want Jackie Chan involved. So they, like, give him to the LAPD and he's, like, partnered with this loudmouth detective played by Chris Tucker. It is basically an inverted version of Beverly Hills Cop. Hmm. uh, Where a cop from another district comes in to investigate a crime. He's got a connection to the crime. And he's... The local police are trying to stop him from investigating the crime. But then he wins them over and solves the crime with them. Right. Uh, Except that the Eddie Murphy part is played by the cop trying to stop him. Uh, And then, of course, I remember the most famous scene of the movie... So Chris Tucker is driving Jackie Chan to somewhere because Jackie Chan can't drive, if I remember correctly. Okay. And uh, oh, he, Jackie Chan he, touches Chris Tucker's radio, and Chris Tucker says, exactly in this tone, don't touch a black person's radio. Right. It's not nice. Uh, we don't like it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he says it very calm and normal. In that uh, scene, does he also do like this, like one of these like head rolls? And like, I believe he is dancing like that. He also says, "Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?" But that's that's when he like picks him up for the first time. He's like, "Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?" Yeah. Again, I think it's funny to say it now, and I at the time thought it was so funny. Uh, I'm really curious how this movie's going to hold up now that I'm literally thinking about every element of it. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, so. They um, end up trying to solve this crime. I think Chris Tucker is general, genuinely trying to solve the crime, but I don't know that he's a very good cop. Uh, and uh, at one point, Jackie Chan runs up a wall maybe and does like a backflip or does some cool martial arts. He does a, a lot of cool martial arts in this movie. Uh, and they get the bad guy. That's what I remember about the movie. Does it turn out to be like... An inside job, like it's like a larger kind of conspiracy than like straightforward crime and like. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
It definitely does. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. I, I'm like looking the idea of a. It's a pretty good memory of the movie. Yeah. I mean, not really. <laughs> you, At you one point, they very... go to like a billiard hall, and there's like a fight in a pool hall where like Jackie Chan is like beating people up with pool cues. And I think he says, I don't want trouble, but he that might be a different movie. Okay. Uh, but he definitely beats a bunch of people up in that sequence. I'm like, Chris Tucker has taken him to that place. Uh, that's all I remember. Um, I think it's pretty good memory. Like I say, I was pretty good memory. Like, somebody, something kidnapped and a specific line about don't ever touch a black man's radio. You're like, perfect, okay. perfect. I remember the dynamics between the two characters. Okay. Um, okay, so that's the plot-ish. Do you remember any other plot-ish? You're so insulting. <laughs> I remember the plot so well. I'm so proud of myself. I still, I guess it's just called Rush Hour because it takes place in L.A. There's, like, traffic all the time. Hmm, do you think this scheme involves building a highway? I'm going to say yes. Why not? So you don't think... It's like Chinatown. You don't think it's about, like, rushing for a frat? Like, you know, like... Correct. Okay. I don't think that it's about that. Okay. Uh, I, I, what, do you think that there is some civic element where they're trying to build a highway? That's a genuine question. No. I think... And like, the highway is going to go through a neighborhood, and this one group is like, don't put the highway in it. Like, True Detective Season 2, which is definitely what that movie was about, <laughs> that show. Because uh, everyone remembers True Detective Season 2, the best season of that show. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know if I watched that. Um, Just kidding. It was not the best season of that show. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. If I had to take a gander at why it's called Rush Hour, I would say... A gander doesn't mean what you think it means. What is, a gander means like a, a look. look. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if I had to take a look at why it's called, it doesn't mean kiss. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we partially recall the meanings of words. <laughs> take a goose as to what. Gonna, if I had to, uh, if I had to take a make a hypothesis, yeah, take a hypotenuse of why it's called a uh, <laughs> uh, rush hour. I would say uh, the movie is a bit of a rush, not the uh, like it, the action. I mean, and uh, it takes place in L.A. and there's a lot of traffic there, and um, that's it. I know what it is. It's because the movie, after the opening sequence, the movie takes place entirely in real time and is there rushing around and it's just one hour of time. Is that actually your, your so guess? So they're rushing for one hour. Okay. So it's like 24, but one. They should have called it one. Correct. One. <laughs> beep. Beep. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, my actual guess is that there is some, like, civic malfeasance where the... <laughs> The, the board is planning to build a highway through some neighborhood, and that's what that's my guess. What's that have to do with kid, a my, kidnapping? I have no idea. I haven't connected the dots. I have to watch the movie to understand how the crime unfolds. <laughs> they kidnapped the um, the the uh, comptroller's daughter to make sure. Yeah, yeah there you go. And by the way, uh, the comptroller obviously just like a local Angelino. Why they flew Jackie Chan in from Hong Kong? Totally besides the point. I don't think that that's the case. I think it's someone else from Hong Kong who knows Jackie Chan. There you go. Uh, who's like, I really want to build this highway and they get my daughter. <laughs> get my daughter back so I can finish my highway. Uh, Correct. Okay. Maybe she did the design. 
right. All, Maybe, I don't all, know why we're assuming it's a daughter. Maybe they kidnapped the highway designer. It's a daughter because I read it was a daughter. Okay. All. Uh, well, anyway. All good ideas. Should we look but, at the yeah, poster? Let's see. Let's see. Okay, so here's the poster. Do you want to describe it? Uh, yes. It is uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan wearing real Regis Philbin suits. Um, just like. I mean, very late 90s, early 2000s. Look, they're wearing suits that say the Twin Towers are going to stand there forever. <laughs> they're wearing suits. It's the summer of 2001 and everything is perfect. They're wearing suits that say, I'm really glad I got into the draft lottery with uh, with LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so blue suits, just bright blue suits with those really long jackets uh, and, and, and the same color blue shirt. That's, that's what they did back then. Uh, they are also making a face that's just like, come on down. You're the next contestant on Rush Hour. Yeah, very much <laughs> The so. game show that we host. Uh, and then uh, on Jackie Chan's side, uh, everything is lit red. This is like traffic. <laughs> on Jackie Chan's side, everything is lit red and like... Yeah, it's red and orange. There's Chinatown. like a line down the street, too. Yeah. yeah, and then on Chris Tucker's side, everything is blue and gritty. Um, and then it says rush hour. And the uh, words themselves look like they're in a rush. They have like kind of a swoosh effect behind them. Perhaps they've been rushing for an hour. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like the premise of the movie. Uh, yeah, Jackie Chan is making like a fist like he's going to punch you, but a smile like he's... He really likes you, and he's got his hand out. Like, I don't mean trouble, which he definitely says in this movie. <laughs> I really, I really uh, hope he doesn't. Um, it, this is, like, going to be your, your cameraman uh, memory for this movie. Well, the funny thing is that that happened in the movie, and I was also like, yeah, but that wasn't what I was remembering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I don't like about this poster, they look too polished. You know? Everything? It, just them in general. Like, they don't look like cops about to... To, to mix it up, you know? It does look a little bit more like a promotional photo shoot, like something that would be on the cover of uh, Esquire or whatever. Yeah. Uh, more than a movie poster. Yeah. They look like they're having too much fun. Yeah. No grit. Um, but I believe I remember it being a fun movie, so right. thematically appropriate. Okay, should we look at the VHS box? Yes. Okay, so the VHS box. Same, uh, same thing. The front is the same picture. Uh, except it's got some extra words. So it says Jackie Chan on the left side and Chris Tucker on the right side. Uh, in front of Jackie Chan, it says the fastest hands in the East. And then in between it says meat. And then over Chris Tucker, it says the biggest mouth in the West. I like it. Good uh, tagline. Which is funny. It says rush hour. And then it says the year's funniest action comedy. Uh, the spine of the box has another promotional photo of the two of them. And underneath them, it just says action comedy. Yeah. They're really, really in leading into the action genre. comedy. You know, it doesn't seem a little like damning with faint praise. Like, how many action comedies come out a year? I think like, I feel like it used to be a genre. Yeah, I feel like I mean I think you can classify all Marvel movies as action comedies at this point. Uh, That's true. So. I would I would take. I'm saying this. This is my prediction for how I'm going to feel about the movie. I would take this over. How many Marvel movies are there? Twenty five million. I would take this over. I'll say 15 Marvel movies. Like if I was to put this into my Marvel movie rankings, yeah. uh, it will be, it would be top 10 would be my guess. Okay. That, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, let's, let's come back in the second half and, and, and figure out the 10 movies you'd put above it. 
Yeah. Okay. Let's actually remember to do that because we're totally going to remember yeah. to do that. Okay. So on the back of the box, we see Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, and they're covered in dirt. They are perhaps have fallen through a floor, or they're about to watch an explosion. Or cocaine. Or both. Uh, I think. Or cocaine. Yeah. Could be cocaine. Yeah. That's why they're rushing around for that hour. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we got to do this before we pass out. Uh, uh, Chan and Tucker are terrific together, says Jeffrey Lyons of WNBC. And two thumbs up, say Siskel and Ebert. Nice. Uh, there's a couple more pictures of them. Ooh, I, okay. So there's a picture of Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker sitting on the ground looking cool. There's a picture of Jackie Chan hanging on a Hollywood Boulevard sign, uh, which I remember. He like jumps off of a bus or jumps onto a bus or jumps from a bus onto the Hollywood sign and then onto another bus. Uh, and then there is a sequence where Jackie Chan is pointing at Chris Tucker, who is making a face at him. Okay. Okay. So the back of the box says one's all talk. The other's all action. Jackie Chan, rumble in the Bronx, first strike and Chris Tucker money talks Friday. Mix punches with punchlines in this hilarious action comedy. Chan is a tough Hong Kong cop in Los Angeles to solve the kidnapping of a Chinese diplomat's daughter. I was pretty close. But the FBI wants none of his help and recruits a fast-talking LAPD detective, Tucker, to babysit him. Cultures clash and tempers flare as these two cops from different worlds quickly discover one thing in common. They both hate the highway that the city is planning to build. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, they quickly discover they have one thing in common. They can't stand each other. With time running out, they must join forces to catch the criminals if they don't kill each other first. What if that was the ending of the movie? Just like they kill each other. Um, uh, kudos to you uh, about the FBI does not want his help and they pass him off to the LAPD. As much as I was um, uh, ribbing you for your your uh, very, very partial recall. Uh, that was a good, a good, good recollection. Well done. Uh, I also want to point out that the trailers that are on this VHS, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, they have trailers? Uh, definitely a movie we're going to cover. The Corrupter, a movie I have never heard of. Blast from the Past, a movie that we could do on this podcast. Mortal Kombat Conquest, Ronin. I remember Ronin. Soldier, The Players Club, and Blade. Nice. Pretty good. Yeah. That is pretty uh, good. Also, there's a there is a an advertisement for the JVC Cybercam. Hmm. Just in case that does anything for anybody. I also so did that bring anything else for you? No. Um, well, a couple things. Number one, I want to point out the box has approximately 97 minutes, so someone's lying here. And we'll get to the bottom of it. I mean, 98 minutes is approximately 97 minutes. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I should is Jackie Chan. Uh, Dressed like a, uh, a bellhop in a hotel, or is that just his clothes? <laughs> that's not a fix. I, because I... I, uh, I No, I think that's just his clothes. Is it? Okay, because I thought I had... His, like, weird red tie. Yeah, I thought I had, like, a... No, 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 the bottom one, where he's wearing the red top. He's wearing the red shirt. No, I still don't think so. I think that sequence is the one where they're in the billiards hall. Okay. And Chris Tucker is trying to stall him or something. Okay. It looks like they're uh, either saying, I got eyes this way and you got eyes that way, or the Jackie Chan's about to poke Chris Tucker's eyes out three suges style. I believe there is a sequence in this movie where they're like fighting and they're like getting better at fighting as a team. 
and they accidentally punch each other in the face. Like they're like swinging around, you know, like we both punch, like I punch the right, you punch the left. And then I punch the left, you punch the right. And then I think they punch each other. I think that happens in this movie. I could see that. It's another prediction I'm vaguely remembering. Yeah, I would predict that like certainly they do like one of these like hold hands and spin each other around and like kick people like, you know, like an actual like team up fighting style, like yeah, double dragon. That, that makes sense. Maybe they do that on the highway. Yeah. That's how they prevent the highway from getting built. Maybe this is like a, a, um, a, like a time a time machine movie, time travel movie, where uh, they go back in time to uh, try to complete the uh, missing piece of the bridge that the speed bus has to jump. Ooh. Could be. <laughs> or not. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like silence is the perfect reaction yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anything else come back? No, no. No. Should we watch the trailer? Yeah. Okay, let's watch the trailer. All right, here comes the trailer. Advertisements. Probably. Find the girl back alive. Listen and do not talk. The drop will be made tonight, 11 p.m. The amount will be $50 million. $50 million? And who do you think you kidnapped, Chelsea Clinton? Detective James Carter loved his job just a little too much. You destroyed half a city block. That block was already messed up. And you lost a lot of evidence. Still got a little bit left. But the job got a little too dangerous. You have 29 minutes left. I got everything under control. I want to speak with my daughter. I was about to get his daughter back and you screwed it up. I would like one of my people to help. Now it's time to bring in the master. Please tell me you speak English. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I don't want no partner. I don't need no partner. And I ain't gonna ever have no partner. Did Kojak have a partner? Yeah, the fat guy. Did Columbo have a partner? Look. Ah, bitch boy. Oh, hell no. Don't you ever touch a black man's radio, boy. Kick me. From New Line Cinema. Oh, yeah. The fastest hands in the East. Wow. Meet the biggest mouth in the West. Jackie Chan. I can't hold that anymore. Just hang on, man. I'll be right back. Oh. Chris Tucker. FBI. Take a picture. It's okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rush out. That looks so, so good. good. I'm so excited. Also, I remembered the billiard hall mm-hmm. scene correctly. Uh, I remembered, we both remembered that they would like do some fighting together. They do the like punch to the right, punch they, to the left. They do the hand holding yep. kick thing. Yep. Uh, I was totally right about the head I, roll. Okay. Yep. You were right about the head roll. That happens. Uh, the bad guy. I do believe that they will punch each other in the face by accident at one point. Yeah, looks like they were setting that up when he was like showing me how to do that. Uh, the bad guy is Miles from Lost. Oh yeah, that's true too. And also, I now remember. I believe there are outtakes at the end of this movie that play during the credits. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure this movie has outtakes that play during the credits. Outtakes are great, especially with with these kind of guys. Um, yeah. This movie looks so funny. I'm going to love this movie. I take it back. This movie's not going to be top. No, this movie will be top 10 Marvel for me. 
me check my list. My very controversial <laughs> list. Uh, everybody who looks at my list is like, your list is terrible. I hate you and you're wrong. <laughs> uh, but I could see it being top... Top five would be hard. But I could see it being top ten. Yeah, top ten for sure. I mean, it looks great. Um, it looks so good. Uh, I, like, uh, truly, I was legitimately uh not excited about watching this movie and then i watched the trailer you know like everything that was <laughs> was leading up to like first it was like brett ratner and it was like those like those like nba draft ass suits uh and and then when jackie chan appears on screen they play a gong sound yes um but the trailer like, oh, uh, really won me over it looks really fun um chris tucker it looks great I don't know. It just it looks really uh, looks really fun. I'm excited about it. Good job, uh, trailer editor. Except for the gong, uh, um, nine and a half out of ten. He also didn't really work in the highway subplot into the trailer. Yeah, which I mean, I assume they got to save something for the movie. You know what it is? I'm just going back to speed. You know how uh, uh, Dennis Hopper was like a disgruntled ex uh, cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad guy here is obviously a disgruntled. X X highway. highway. He used to be a highway builder. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> and so he wants fifty million dollars to build the highway of his dreams because they wouldn't let him do it. <laughs> Who do you think you get that, Chelsea Clinton? It's also really funny and extremely of the moment. Yeah, uh, like even at the time. That joke didn't make sense because Bill Clinton wasn't president. And 98? It's 98. Why did I think it was 2001? No, this is uh, uh, 98. You're right, yeah. 98. Uh, never mind. Uh, yeah, uh, what do you think you're going to give this movie? Uh, I, I really swung around. I was like going in being like, this is going to be a five. And then I saw the trailer and now I'm like, is this a 10? Um, I'm going to give it... Do we do halves or no halves? You do. I'm not smart enough. I'm gonna do, We've covered this. I'm going to do an eight and a half. I'm going to do a nine because I don't do halves. We have definitely broken the scale a bit because we're like, we didn't love Ninja Turtles, but it's an eight. And like Jurassic Park is a ten. So basically, if if it's better than a we didn't love it and it's not a perfect movie, it's a nine. I'm really sad to report that our scale has become very pitchforky. Where, like, everything is between, like, a 7 and a 9. Uh, and, like, that that's too tight of a spectrum. We need to be giving out well, more lower scores. Here's the way we're not like Pitchfork. We're not both douchebags. Is it me? I'll leave it to the reader. Is that, was that Reddit? Uh, by reader, I mean listener. Is that Reddit? Like, am, am I the asshole? Like, am I the douchebag? <laughs> Am I the douchebag? I gave it a 7.8. Yeah. Uh, I give this a 7.8. That's actually maybe better than my 8.5. Uh, no, it looks <laughs> it, it looks really fun. Uh, I am I'm not planning on watching it. Uh, hmm. But yeah, would you watch with your kids? It's a good question. Maybe I would. That we always forget. I was not going to watch it with my kids, not because of anything I think. I just think it's like not their speed. She's probably close to the exact age that we were when we saw Rush. She's probably close to the exact age of the girl who's kidnapped in this movie. <laughs> no, because we discussed this. The girl who's kidnapped is an adult highway designer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
Uh, a real job that someone has. Last idea. Okay. The bad guy is a theme park designer. He was going to call the theme park rush hour. He needs $50 million to build a theme park of his dreams. It could be that. Yeah. I, I actually have one more suggestion. Okay. Chris Tucker's character's name is Rush Hour. <laughs> I think they're going to say like Johnny Rush or something. Uh, no. There's <laughs> Rush Hour. It's a bold prediction. We'll see if you're right. Uh, could pay off for you. Watch, watch me be right about the highway thing. That would, I would be very surprised. But that would be a good surprise. I bet you there's a Transformer named Rush Hour also. Oh, we should, we should uh, there's save that be, for right? a second half. Rove, Rove Shower? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's nothing. Cut that. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> there's a lot of vamping at the end of this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So, no, I'm super excited to watch this movie. I'm, You're going to watch it with your daughter, potentially. But I definitely want to watch it uh, with Shawnee. Because like, sometimes, you know... I'm like, I have to watch this movie. She's like, all right, I'm not going to watch it with you. Um, but, like, I think this is, like, in that sweet spot of, like, you know, we were of an age where, like, it was exciting to, like, be able to go to the movies by ourselves or, like... Be alive. Like, or, yeah. Ugh, way, to, way to bring the room down. Uh, uh, yeah, but, like... <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but like I, I think I think it it's like you know twelve thirteen, you know that was a good a good a good sweet spot to like. Well, and again, like I don't think they, to your point. That yeah, your wife was bought. They don't make movies like this. Anymore. You were yet to be a man. Do they make action comedies anymore? I think Marvel has replaced them. Marvel movies have definitely almost replaced them. I feel like. The Russos tried to make an action comedy in The Gray Man, but they forgot both parts Wait, of the that movie. Wait, that was supposed to be. Supposed, that was supposed to be comedic. I feel like there's like a funny line in that movie. I mean, I just Ryan Gosling's like so funny. You know what a great action comedy movie is? Um, with Ryan Gosling, The Nice Guys. Great, great, movie. and that is like. I mean, that's like a rated R action comedy. That was like pretty violent. Um, Free Guy is an action comedy. Oh yeah. We watched that. Ugh, what was it was a nothing movie. The Kingsman movies? Oh, yeah. Which I would actually call more like action that are slightly comedic. Yes. More than comedy. Jumanji action comedy. Okay, but that... that I just Googled recent action comedy. Oh, the new Jumanji. So I was like, that supports my theory. That movie came out before this one. You know what's on this list that I actually don't know that I would call an action movie, but is really funny? Is Game Night. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about like I guess uh, buddy cop movies. Is it is it better? The Edgar Wright movies, Hot Fuzz. Oh right, okay. Uh, they, but there aren't. But a even ton. those are like ten years old, fifteen years old. That's true. Hot Fuzz could be on this podcast, which is crazy. We should do Hot Fuzz. That was a great movie. Um, all right, let's not belabor uh, this anymore than we already have. That's sort of the the whole theme. Deadpool is an action comedy. It's a Marvel movie for all intents and purposes. Yeah, that's true. 21 Jump Street? Oh, Boom. yeah. Nailed it. Good movie. Uh, anyway. Uh, cool. I'm super excited to watch this movie. There should be a million of these movies. There should be big action comedies every summer. Uh, Restore the Glory. I hope that's not some KKK catchphrase. <laughs> 100% is. 
What if you like you just like fine make the movie theaters great again? What if like I, you didn't uh, even notice that you just like offhandedly said restore the glory until we had like a million new listeners? It was like you like dog whistled like all the proud boys. Oh no! <laughs> we live in a nightmare. Remember like ten seconds ago when you said life was good when we were twelve or thirteen, and I was just like, <sighs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. People. But hey, you're uh, okay. you're flying to a, a nice place tomorrow. Uh, you don't dox me. I didn't say where. Uh, I want to go enjoy my chocolate in Geneva. Uh oh. Are you? Are you? It's okay. I'll be in Geneva before this podcast. Are comes you going out. for a convention? Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Actually, I'm being brought up for my violations of the Geneva Convention. Were the Geneva Conventions um, the laws against the X Men? Was that, was, that, was that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> The Geneva Convention is what Brett Ratner violated. He got canceled. <laughs> probably, probably true. Uh, oh, God. We, 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 <laughs> we're a mess. We're going to, what are we doing? Um, what's that? Uh, yeah. Midnight in Paris? Uh, we should do that next. Just like hit hit all the hit all the directors. <laughs> You're the one who wanted to do a Woody Allen Jewish trip. Yeah, a Woody Allen bot. <laughs> Okay. Get out of town, and he means okay. it. I'm going to stop recording. Yeah, same. All right. We'll see you on the uh, other side. Baboo. Cool. So you don't have any bullshit? No bullshit happened to you between recordings? All your fish survived. Oh, actually, no. I'm pretty certain there's a dead crab (laughs) next to me right now. Uh, Or crawfish, whatever it is. Uh, Yeah, no, he seems dead. uh, I think I'm I'm bailing on all fish tank-related activities. I have a couple couple bits of bullshit. The first bit of bullshit is I watched Ahsoka... Mm -hmm. That whole thing is bullshit. That show sucks. I I don't know. Have you watched any of no, it? No, only that one clip I sent you. So that clip's actually not from Ahsoka, I think. Isn't at least it's not from the first three episodes. I thought it was, or I fell asleep. I thought I read that it was the third episode. Alright. It doesn't matter. No, because I just watched the third episode in bed. It's so bad. Here's my there's no reason to really get into it. The show is just really boring. The problem is that Jedi are boring. Right. And it's like every Jedi character, except for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda in the original movies, is like their thing is I'm stoic and I put my hands behind my back and I talk very calm. Right. And like I stand very still. Like I am stillness and calmness and whatever. And like it's really boring to watch. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like that's that's just how every character on this show behaves like that. And then they also all just like stand around in that that sort of new modern tv style where they're like in these like flat environments that are flatly lit because they're not shooting on the same day so it's easier to composite two people into the same scene if the lighting is very even you know like if you don't do dramatic lighting and you don't shoot in a real location and no one ever actually interacts and they're just kind of standing with their hands behind their back monologuing at each other that's what the entire show feels like it's so bad it sounds bad uh 
Yeah. Okay. So that's my first bit of bullshit. My second bit of bullshit is this really funny thing that my daughter started doing okay. where I will occasionally just like whisper to her. I'll be like, can I tell you a secret? You know, and then I'll like whisper something really nice. Like, oh, I'm having a really nice time playing with you and I love you very much. And then she'll go, can I tell you a secret? And then she whispers, poopy goes in the rubbish bin. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> she just goes, who goes in the rubbish bin? It's and it really makes me laugh every time. Uh, that's very funny. It's a really good it joke. It is a good joke. Uh, that's great, and she's right. It does. Yeah, I mean, no. I she's mean, wrong. well, it does not. Sorry, a poopy, <laughs> a poopy diaper, incorrect. a poopy diaper. What? She doesn't wear right. diapers. That's true. Uh, uh, not to brag, but uh, my daughter is potty trained. Uh, congrats. That means she's ready to watch all the yeah. movies we discussed. That's like, uh, that's the tipping point. Oh yeah. Here's another, here's the other bit of bullshit that I was going to remember. And I listened back to the first half of this podcast mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like me furiously typing. Um, and so this past week I was running a meeting, um, at my, at my side job because this is my yep. main job, this yep. podcast. And, and, uh, the vice president of the, one of the vice presidents of the company I, was, I work at, um, was in the meeting and there was a whole bunch of directors and whatever. And I was running the meeting and the way that the meetings work is everyone says their questions at the beginning. And then the person running the meeting, like then picks off which questions we're going to go through. Okay. Right. And so everyone's saying their questions and I'm typing, right? Because I have to write down the questions so that I can remember which, you know, the order. And after like the second question, someone's like, there's a really loud typing noise. <laughs> And my boss's boss is like, yeah, that's because Daniel's running the media. He's also the loudest typer in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I got roasted for my Foley, my Foley behavior. Was it like one of those, I assume it was like a Zoom or something, where like, um, did it keep putting you on the screen because you were... T- no. Okay. That's I, good. It wasn't doing that's that. That's good. Uh, <laughs> that would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be great. Uh, anyway, yes, I'm a loud typer, and um, he, the listeners never know that because Yishai is such a good editor. Uh, well, now you're, uh, you're 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 making me have to do that. Okay, yeah. Um, uh oh, I just did a bunch of fake typing and I got an error message in Audacity. <laughs> oh no! Is, so hopefully I didn't fucking use our up. audio be corrupted. Uh, it said something didn't work, and I canceled it. So good, cool. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Okay, I, cool. Uh, Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Um, I watched it last night. Uh, Who'd you watch with? Nobody. Um, nobody. Because you had said in the first half that you were I was going to. Your wife, you were like, I'm definitely watching it with my yeah. wife. Yeah. And yeah, I should probably show it to my daughter. It was more also because I knew we wanted to record today and um, I hadn't watched it yet. So I just watched it late. Uh, Shawnee came in. She's like, what is this? It looks old school. I'm like, yeah, it's rush hour. And she's like, cool. And then she went to sleep. So, <laughs> uh, she's like, oh, that movie about them building a highway in Los Angeles? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, sounds yeah, great. That, we talked about that. Um, so rush hour. Okay. So do you want to recap the plot? Yeah. I mean, I think given I watched it, I, I finished it less than 12 hours ago. I watched it very late. So we were pretty good in the first half on the plot of this movie, actually. I mean – it's somewhat of a spoiler. It's not a very complex plot. Um, no, I, the only thing that was that was that was handled with some complexity is 
it's very subtle about the highway subplot. Yeah. That's like <laughs> really you really really got to dig yeah. to understand the motivations and get into the like yeah uh, you no, know the uh, civic totally. sort of abuse of the right. movie. You're right. Um <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, maybe that, in your defense, maybe that's what the sequels are about. We don't know. Um, okay. So the movie opens with uh, a boat and, like, a bunch of... Oh, my God. You don't have to do shot for shot. <laughs> no. The movie opens in Hong Kong, and Jackie Chan uh, busts a shipment of lots of stolen Chinese artifacts. Um, and then he... Um, Goes and tells the consul of Hong Kong, uh, the American, I don't know. So he is some kind of... British. Oh, the British. It says, the, the caption when the movie opens is, the last day of British rule of Hong Kong. Oh, sorry. I meant, like, whoever the... The so guy, person he's going yeah. to is the, like, the ambassador right. who's going to take up a new post in, in Los right. Angeles. And he's there and with... then also Tom Wilkinson is there, who's like the representative of the British right. government. So... And and my first note... I just I have to read this mm-hmm. right away. This is my first note on watching mm-hmm. the movie. Oh, boy. Tom Wilkinson is definitely... The yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was going to ask you that later. Like, I mean, it, it was obvious from the first second, just, right? Yeah. And we, we did actually sort of predict that because you, in the first half, you asked if, uh, you t- if it turns out to be an inside job of right. sorts. With the kidnapping, and it, it is. is. Yeah. So uh, Jackie Chan comes in, and then he whispers in the guy's ear, and then the guy's like, good news, we've recovered all these artifacts, and Tom Wilkinson's like, cheerio, mate. And then um, Jackie Chan walks out. And we see Jackie Chan uh, has been training this little girl to like defend herself, um, and she's going to miss him when she moves to America. And then uh, cut to L.A., Oh, and then he's like, you'll love America. It's beautiful. And then it's like a smash cut to Chris Tucker driving like a maniac uh, through downtown L.A. And then he um, is trying to bust this guy selling C4, uh, shoots the car when the guy's getting away and makes it explode. Um, and then you find out that he is that great. Oh, yeah, well, I was going to say, you find out that he's like kind of a joke to the department. Um, like he refuses to have a partner. So do you think he was a joke? Because I kind of get the sense that he's like a good cop, but also a bad cop. I think that he his refusal to have a partner and then also his reckless, uh, his his disregard for all uh, rules, um, I think just makes him not a, I, I guess like he gets his man, but like getting your man and blowing up uh, a city block is not as effective as getting your man. God, that's a very funny scene. Um, the police chief is like, you blew up half a city box. Like, that box was already messed <laughs> yeah. up. That's really funny. Yeah. You lost half the evidence. Still got a little bit left. <laughs> it was funny. Um, so then uh, after that, um, the little girl is being driven to school or whatever. And then the bad guy from the original uh, opening scene where you didn't let me get into. Miles from Lost. Miles from Lost. Um Kidnaps the little girl. She beats him up with Jackie Chan's uh, tutelage. I got um, this. But eventually she gets uh, grabbed anyway. And then they inform him uh, that his daughter's been kidnapped. And the FBI takes over. And he's like, I want one of my men to come. And okay. You skipped one crucial thing. Yeah. The way that they kidnapped the girl 
is they are in rush hour traffic. And they divert his car oh. away. And the driver says, is there anything wrong? And they're like dressed as police officers. Yeah. And the driver says, is there anything wrong, officer? And Miles looks at the person and also maybe directly at the camera and says, no, it's just rush hour. And then shoots the guy. Okay. That's the only reason the movie is uh, called Rush Hour. Uh, not Correct. But he gets to say the name yeah. of the movie. Uh, and he's also referring, I think, to Chris Tucker's character's nickname, Rush Hour. Yes. Yeah. As we discussed yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first half, that is yeah. also Chris Tucker's character's yeah. name. It's not said in the movie, but again, I think, I think it is. Fine. I think he's like, Captain, that city block was, was garbage anyway. And he goes, oh, you're such a rush hour. I think where he walks into the, the billiards hall and Jackie Chan uses the N-word. I think someone calls him rush hour in the background. <laughs> They're like, hey, what's up, Rush? <laughs> okay, so then Jackie Chan gets flown in. So Jackie Chan gets flown in, and then the FBI is like, get someone to babysit uh jackie chan because he's gonna mess up our investigation and he's too close to this girl so they uh dump it on chris tucker who has always wanted to be in the fbi yes so he thinks he's he's his ship has come in and then he picks up jackie chan he says the iconic do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth line which i'm assuming you read is a thing that apparently jackie chan said about on that. meeting no. Chris Tucker, he said, "Like I can't understand any of the words that are coming out." Of oh, mouth. I did read that in different context. Um, uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's what I read. I mean, maybe it's made up, but I heard that that was a thing that Jackie Chan actually said when he met Chris Tucker, and then Chris Tucker incorporated it into the movie. Uh, that's funny. Um, so he picks him up. He's very upset about it. Um, he's going to go um, uh, complain about it, and then. Uh, Jackie Chan keeps running away, running away from him. Uh, that's pretty pretty funny. Uh, Jackie Chan does you know some jumping and and climbing and flipping, and Chris Tucker keeps catching up with him until eventually he handcuffs him to the steering wheel to go to get some food, and then Jackie Chan uh, disappears, and then we see he still has the steering. He took the steering wheel, um, so he shows up at the house. He's like, I'm here to see about his daughter, and then everyone thinks that he's like a kidnapper. They try to arrest him. Does more cool flipping and gets into the house, uh, including pantsing or gun pantsing uh, one of the main two guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's like, this is my detective. Um, And they're like, that Chris Tucker, that rush hour, he never does what he's supposed to. Um, And then (laughs) uh, they team up and start looking for leads. You know, they they find a lead. They they blow it uh, because they're too overzealous. Oh, so they, they they demand $50 million for the girl. Oh, wait, wait, um, wait, I want to say something really important. You're sort of covering over a detail here. And I know that I pushed you on details, but this is an important detail to our podcast. Okay. Miles calls them to make his ransom demands on a cell phone. Oh, yeah. A thread that we've sort of dropped. but the Yeah, villain, I, mean, I, I mean, we, we did, did go back into the 80s. Yeah. For, the villain um, of this movie uses his cell phone to make ransom demands. Really important. Yeah. Cell phones are That's bad. That's true. Yeah, they, tri- they did triangulate it. Um, oh, that's right. They triangulate so, it. Then he blows up the building. Blows up the building. Jackie Chan tries to warn them because he's like a super cop, but the FBI is blustery white dudes and they don't listen. And then, um, so then the demand goes up to seventy million, and then Jackie Chan leaves in shame because he uh, endangered this girl's life, um, but. In the sequence of these events, there were the drop was supposed to happen in this Chinese restaurant. Um, they sort of uh, um, 
Chris Tucker sees Tom Wilkinson there. And then later, so, okay, so then Jackie Chan leaves. Chris Tucker sneaks onto the plane and, like, you have to come back. You You skipped a couple parts, which is that Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan do some actual police work as well. Yeah, but they find the Chinese restaurant, which is like where things are. But, but are... like he first meets with his cousin, who's like a low-key yeah. criminal, and he gets some information oh, right. from him, and then he talks to the 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 guy that the he guy arrested he... in the first yep. in the second scene. He then talks. Yeah, to then he finds out about Jun Tao, and they meet the at this restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, so then they go to the restaurant. Jackie Chan, right? I mean, Chris Tucker's like, I demand to see Jun, uh, you know, Jun Tao. He, I'm his lawyer. Um, and then, yeah, Jackie Chan comes in and saves him. That's what they do, like, the whole buddy cop uh, clear the room thing. Um, they Jackie Chan teaches Chris Tucker how to turn a gun around on somebody. They do a dance um, sequence where they dance They to do a dance sequence. Yeah, war, war. Well, what is it good for? Yep. Um, so then, yeah, so Jackie Chan is, is disgraced and feels like he's put... Uh, I like also Chris Tucker gives Jackie Chan his badge, and he's like, just flash my badge when you come in. And he looks at the picture, and it's Chris Tucker with, like, an so afro. An afro and a mustache. And he's like, this will never work. I'm not 6'1". Yeah. <laughs> it's a good joke. That's funny. It is a good joke. Um, oh, you were also right in the... You were sort of right. In the first half of the episode, you say that Jackie Chan looks like a, like a bellhop. Oh, yeah. And he is dressed as a waiter. Yes, but yeah, yeah. You were right. He is I'm, in disguise. Correct. Okay, I was going to point that out. Um, so, so anyway, Chris Tucker gets on the plane in like the baggage claim uh, attire. He's like, "We have to go." Um, so then the ransom demand goes up to seventy million, and they say, um, "Bring it to the expo where you're presenting these artifacts that you've recovered." Um, and then, like, they bring it there. Uh, and oh, and then there's a scene where Chris Tucker calls that woman that he uh, sexually harasses all the time, and then um, yep. gets her, gets her to come uh, with them as well. Um, so they bring the ransom. The guy starts speaking. They're just like counting the ransom money, like basically in the open, like while while this is all happening, and the FBI is just like overseeing it. And then Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, and that woman uh, show up. All looking pretty baller in like, you know, tuxedo and and ball gowns. Um, she was wearing the ball gown; they were wearing the tuxedos. Mm-hmm. To be clear, um, this is probably uh, a prequel to the Jackie Chan movie, The Tuxedo, where he wears a magic tuxedo. Oh yeah, that gives him Jackie Chan powers. I forgot I forgot about that movie. Uh, that's a good premise. Else. It's not that's a, good a great premise. premise. It is because it's funny because Jackie Chan is good at fighting, but in the movie, it's like he's only good at fighting because the suit's doing it. Like that's that's cool. Is it? Uh, is it? Why is that cool? Because he's doing all his own stunts. It's like a. Are you, you know. suggesting that if the character was played by someone else, the tuxedo would actually be doing the stunts? <laughs> no, but the stunt double would. So like the premise is funny because it is Jackie Chan. Uh, I stand by it. Okay. Uh, hot, hot take. It might be better than Rush Hour. <laughs> what? Um, uh, we'll talk about it. Um, so then um, they show up uh, and Chris Tucker is like, there's a bomb in here. Uh, no, don't panic. And then no one moves. He's like, I know there's a bomb in here. That was pretty funny. Um, and then Tom Wilkinson's like, you can't you it was me the whole time all right so then sorry and then that's when i see you made a face before when i said that chris tucker saw tom wilkinson at the restaurant you're like where am i going with this where i'm going with this is that they still don't know who jun tao is 
And Chris Hecker goes, hey, I saw that guy at the restaurant. And then Jackie Chan goes, Jun Tao, Jun Tao. And then he's like, yes, it is me. I am Jun Tao. Uh, you stole my precious artifacts, and now you're going to pay $70 million for them. I'm going to get my money one way or the other because I'm a British colonialist. Um, yeah, and then he sort of implies that he wants the money um, to build a highway. Yes. Yeah, yeah, It's implied. He's like, he's like Actually, don't you see? Your daughter would have never gotten kidnapped if I, you let me build the highways I want to build. I, I, so that I, was, I want to read you this Tom Wilkinson quote because it's actually really relevant uh, at this point. Uh, he was asked once if he did movies like Rush Hour for the money, and he said, this is a real quote. I'm not making this up. Uh, no, you can't do things for money. You just can't act them. There's got to be something about the script that you really want to do. I wouldn't do a job if I didn't think I could do the best work. Possibly could. For me, at least, it's only one shot you have in a movie, blah, 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 blah. For instance, with Rush Hour, I was really drawn to my character's motivation to do his civic duty by improving transportation. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's real. I missed it. Yeah, no, I believe that. Um, I missed it. Uh, but no, that's a good, that adds a lot of context. Yeah, he um, he doesn't, it's not, I think it's on screen. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. subtext. Yeah. Um, okay, so. For the record, the first half of that quote is actually real. <laughs> uh, so he's trying to get away um, with a suitcase full of money. Mm -hmm. Jackie Chan is chasing him. Um, oh, Chris Tucker gets into a fight with Miles, um, where they're like, let's fight like real men. Um, and then they both drop their guns and both pull out other guns and shoot. And, and Chris Tucker does a cool backwards falling yep. shoot. Um, you don't know all oh, the words the, for gun moves. Don't you live in America? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they don't, they don't describe them in they guns also, and ammo weekly. I missed a, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, my subscription ran out. Um, so, so I missed like a you actually sequence. only get that for the pictures. It's the opposite of Playboy. <laughs> yes, uh, um, I missed a small sequence of events uh, where they find a little girl. She has C four uh, strapped to her. Um, the the woman uh, disarms the bomb, and then Chris Tucker brings her, and he's like, "Blow her up, blow it up," and then she's like, "Yeah, blow it up." And he's like, "Blow this goddamn." He's like, "Repeat, just say, follow my lead," and he's like. Blow the whole goddamn thing up. She's like, blow the whole goddamn thing up. Which is pretty funny. Um, the point being that then he would kill himself, Tom Wilkinson. So nice, smart cop move. Um, they remove the vest. Jackie Chan puts it on and chases Tom Wilkinson. Um, everyone okay over there? Yeah, that was someone dumping their garbage out outside. Okay. Um, uh, so then uh, Jackie Chan uh, accosts Tom Wilkinson. They both fall over um, a ledge. Tom Wilkinson is hanging on to uh, Jackie Chan. He falls. He falls into a pool. Which nope. Was that like, like a shredder type thing where like he might still be alive? No. Like I think they like, probably were like, well, that's where he's over. And also, we don't want to do the thing where his body <laughs> <Yeah>. splatters out. <laughs> I was really expecting that to happen. Um, and then Jackie Chan is like, I'm going to fall. Uh, Chris Tucker does a, a bit where he's like. Give me an hour, which still wastes time. Uh, but then he like finds a big uh, tarp and then uh, catches Jackie Chan, um, and he's like, "I wish you wouldn't have crushed my balls." Um, and then the FBI. So then they save the day. Obviously, um, the console goes back to Hong Kong. Right, and he uh, says, "What a rush this past hour has been." <laughs> yes, uh, and then the FBI is like, "Carter, you're you're." 
pretty cool cop. We, we want you to join the FBI. And he's like, you can take that badge and shove it up your ass. I'm going on vacation. And then he goes on the plane uh, with Jackie Chan back to Hong Kong. He speaks Chinese. And he's like, just because uh, I right, didn't because say Because earlier it, in the movie, couldn't. Jackie Chan yeah. pretended he didn't speak English. And he actually yep. totally did. Um, and then he's like, how long is this plane ride? He's like, 15 hours. Um, and he's like, this is like being stuck in rush hour. Um, and that's how the movie ends. If only there that's was a highway. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's outtakes. That's the movie. Which I and then there's outtakes, correctly which are predicted. Yes, you were right about the outtakes. Um, I was I mean, also right specifics... in the first half that Jackie says, I don't want trouble. Yeah. Right after he says the N word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's really something. Um... <laughs> You were right. They do okay. do the spin around kick. I predicted that yep. they would punch each other in the face. They don't do that. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, but I think they do that in Rush Hour 2. Uh, uh, and that's basically yeah. most of the stuff we predicted. What did you think? Um, I gave it an 8. An I think it's 8? Eight. I think it's really fun. Oh, my God. I gave it a six. Really? I thought it was I so fun. I thought it was fun. so mid. It reminded me of Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, oh, it's so much better than Tomorrow Never Dies. No, it's not. It it's is. so lightweight. The plot is so lightweight. The action isn't even that good. I feel like Jackie Chan is like wasted. Well, so, so um, I was thinking about this. What is Jackie Chan's best American movie? Because Rush Hour is his first. So um, should I read you the list? Because... I think it might be this movie. Well, I have some interesting quotes about that. Um, but, but yeah, what? give me the list. I mean, it's not a short list, but I'll do it anyway for the podcast. Let's jump down to, ugh, I only want to see actor IMDb. Oh, come on. There's an error loading credits. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, we're, we're not including voice performances. So Kung right. Fu Panda so or Ninja Turtles. Or Ninja Turtles, yeah. Okay, so Rush Hour. So there's Rush Hour. Mm-hmm. He's in a movie called Gorgeous. Never heard of it. No. King of Comedy, stunt double on set, uncredited, uncredited. Okay, Shanghai Noon. Okay. The Accidental Spy, Rush Hour 2, The Tuxedo, Shanghai Nights, The Twins Effect, The Medallion, uh... Enter the Phoenix. The medallion, if you don't remember, that's the one where... Um, I don't remember. Uh, he, it's Jackie Chan and... Um, uh, what's her name? I'm looking it up. Claire Forlani. And her leg is like straight up kicking. It's like the worst poster. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the medallion. Enter the Phoenix. Around the world in 80 days. The Twins Effect 2. But I actually think that's a Chinese movie, so I don't think it counts. Uh, police story, the myth. Those are Chinese. Rush Hour three, mm. the Forbidden Kingdom. Then Kung Fu Panda. I'm skipping, skipping. The Spy Next Door, the Karate Kid remake. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to stand by my, my tuxedo is probably better than this. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I think I don't know about which are better, but I'm sure some of them maybe utilize. I don't know. I think he's relatively his, his well utilized in this movie. I think fighting. you're right. It's not as good as his Hong Kong movies in terms of like the clarity of the action or the complexity of it. But I think it uses him correctly. And I think it shoots it well enough. You always know what's happening. And you can always tell that it's Jackie doing it. So like on the on the boat, there's the sequence where the 
like the shipping container is sliding towards him and he runs up another shipping container and then jumps over the one that's rolling towards him and it's done elegantly enough that you can see the shipping container and the wall and Jackie all in the same shot and you're like oh wow he like really did that dangerous cool seeming thing uh and it's also I think that's a one in Rumble in the Bronx with the car in the alley where he runs up the wall yeah uh, it's the same or it's not the car whatever it is it's a similar it's like a gang chasing him uh, yeah, and so like you're using some of that, and then the sequence with the vases at the expo where they're all fighting and they keep knocking over vases and he keeps standing them back yeah. up. Like it's using his action and comedy, mixing them together. Like you can always tell he's doing cool stuff. I don't know. I think it's cool, and I thought Chris Tucker was funny. Like I laughed. You're you're onto something with the the pitchforking of our rankings because. The problem is now we have a really fat eight for me. Yeah. Right. And we have a really narrow nine, 10. And probably if I expanded, this would be towards the lower end of the eights. And some of my eights would be towards the higher end of the eights. And I should maybe do a smoothing and like reorient the scale. But I think this was a well, good, fun movie. That well, the I next episode, watching. I think we can, we can, we can definitely relitigate because it's the one year anniversary, but Okay. My issue with this movie is, is it, it was paper fun. anniversary. Do I have to send you like a note? <laughs> yeah. Um, you did it. Yeah, no, it's the oh, uh, diamond it's anniversary. It's the paper anniversary because one of our listeners is going to give us some paper. If you know what I mean. It's going to pay for some uh, advertising. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and then it's called the paper anniversary because our lawyers are going to have to draft <laughs> a lot of papers to get us out of jail. Um, uh <laughs> It okay. It really felt like uh, tomorrow never dies to me. In that, like, it felt like a very mediocre version of what this movie is. Like, it is a fine buddy cop movie, but nothing. Like the plot, like to to your point, ever you knew Tom Wilkinson was a bad guy immediately. I thought the for for what Jackie Chan is, I felt like he was underutilized fighting wise. I thought the direction. Not that I'm like you know super like direction, the choreography, like none of it felt like it popped. It was just like a very kind of like it was fine. I'm shocked that this movie was as big of a hit as it was. Oh, not at all. Two it was so fun. I had such a good time. I really feel like I had a big most bowl of, of the funs. Most of the fun stuff was like in the trailer. Like it was. I don't. It just. Maybe I don't it know. Was it just, really, but that stuff was fun. It was. It was fun. But it just, it felt like a real minor, like, to me, if you would have told me that, like, if I had no context for this movie and I watched it and you told me, like, this movie did, like, 40 million, like, in the box office, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. See, so I think, I think part of the box office story of this movie is this is really Jackie Chan's introduction to the right. American audience on a large stage. He'd been in movies right. that people had seen. Rumble of the Bronx came out in the U.S., certainly. But it's still a Hong Kong movie. <clears throat> this is his first, like, big American studio movie. And for a lot of people, it's their first... It probably was for me. It was probably the first Jackie movie I saw. Right? And so I was like, oh, wow. That guy is doing really cool stuff. And he's really funny. And ah, it's just a perfect formula. I See, I just want more movies like this. Interesting. See, like to me, maybe maybe it's the eight that's throwing you because, like, if I used a letter grade, I would give it like a B or a B plus. But I still would give it like a C. Oh, see, to me, this is like, but see, a C is a good grade for you because I was in college with you, 
And you would have killed for some C's. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would I would love to go to the movies and see a movie like this. Just it's fun. It's not trying to set up a whole thing. It's an enjoyable action ride. Yes, the action could be better. Yes, there could be more laughs, I guess. Yes, one of your character's sources of laughs could be... You could maybe lose the him sexually harassing his colleague thing from his character. Uh, but, like... <laughs> but, but when do we talk about the good guys? Um, the nice guys, sorry. The nice guys. The nice um, guys is a better version of this movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I was thinking about, like, buddy cop movies. And, again, like... I, I But the nice guys have doesn't like, have Jackie back. Chan in it. I know, but, like... Right, so they're missing that element of it, but like Lethal Weapon. Um, you know what it's on par with for me? The Eddie Murphy. Is, it's on movies, par with right? with now to compare it to Marvel movies, right? Because we got to do the Marvel list, right? Because I I said in the first half I would rank it in my infamous Marvel list. Uh, oh yeah, uh, and I don't actually have to do that, but it does remind me of elements of it. Remind me of when I went to see Shang Chi. In the Ten Rings, the Legend of the Ten mm-hmm. Rings. Did you see that one? Yeah. So I saw one that of the movie. Only uh, in, post whatever phase movies. I, Marvel I saw that movie in cinema. It was one mm-hmm. of the first movies I saw in cinema post COVID. And the sequence on the bus where yeah, he's doing that was, great. All that was better stuff, than anything in this movie. It, it was better than yes, it was probably better than anything not to in say this Jackie movie. Chan can't do no, of course, something like yeah. that, but it wasn't in this movie. I, I would say it was better than anything in this movie. That's also the best sequence in that movie. But there is an yeah. energy to that where I was just like, yeah, even if this was eighty percent of good, as good as that bus sequence, there's it's more spread out through the movie. I would love more of it, obviously, and I would love it at a higher level or whatever. But that sequence of that movie was so exhilarating in the theater. I remember just yeah. like leaving the movie, like, oh my god, like I got to see that. And of course, the last thirty minutes of that movie are a giant dragon nonsense, mm-hmm. whatever. I didn't, I didn't care for it, but I would love more movies like this in the cinema. Anyway, is it top ten Marvel for me? No, it's probably not. No, uh, but it's um, it's. I forgot about that premise. That's a good premise. <laughs> I, I want you to put it into your ranking, especially now that I uh, feel how I feel about it. Yeah, do you think okay, so here's the real question. When Thanos did the snap, yeah. do you think Jackie or Chris Tucker got snapped? Chris Tucker, a hundred percent. Because he did some sort of cosmic justice for his sexism. <laughs> I also think he would just like it, it, you know, I just if want you to put remind you two characters. Jackie said the N word in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um they put uh if you put these two characters into that into that, you know, like Jackie's kind of like the quiet, stoic one. Chris Tucker would have been snapped mid, you know, loud monologue and would have reappeared mid loud monologue. Oh, that monologue. actually would have been a great bit. Yeah. If he's it just like jumped, like popped back in and just said the next like, word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, and it was just five years later. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty that good. Uh, that would have been pretty good. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I, and then, I look. I can be talked down to a seven and a half, but I still think like this is a good time it, at the movies. I really, I in my mind, I actually think Tomorrow Never Dies is a really good comparison to this. Tomorrow Never Dies like, so boring, and also so was this. What so happened to Tomorrow Never Dies? No, see, I don't know what happened this in this. It's Tom the same Wilkinson thing. wanted to steal a bunch of artifacts to build a highway. 
Jackie was like, you can't steal those artifacts. Tom Willis was like, I can steal those artifacts. And in order to steal the artifacts, I'm going to actually kidnap this daughter so that I can buy the artifacts, so that I can then sell the artifacts, so that I can build, build my highway. Yeah. And yeah. none of that happens in Tomorrow Never Right. Dies. Building a highway is higher stakes than World War III. I'll give you that. Uh, but No one's funny in Tomorrow Never Dies. Well, so I would just say, so, okay, there are funny lines in Tomorrow Never Dies. Not as many. There, there are thrilling funny. action. There are thrilling action, there is action, a action thrilling sequences action in, sequence in Tomorrow Never Dies. That's half and then there's just like a bunch of filler. Terrible. That's this. There's funny jokes. There's thrilling uh, action, action sequences, and then a bunch of filler. Meaning, like the filler, filler, the filler is not el- or the non-funny or action stuff. In, in my mind, is but, too stock in both of these movies. Yeah, where see, like a better version could be a higher I, level I of, of those things. I don't I don't like this comparison because I think that the I don't think there's very many sequences in this movie that don't have any humor or any action. Uh and I think the like sort of stock maybe I'm just biased for this because I love this genre, but like the like any sequence that you could call generic is is just someone doing police work. And I'm a sucker for that in movies. Like not that I love cops, but like I enjoy watching that sort of thing in movies. It's just like a, it's a genre that's like, not that I love cops, but every time I see a cop on screen, I just salute the flag. And I just go, "Blue Lives Matter." Thank you for your service. The thin blue line, etc., etc., etc. Restore the glory. Did we look into that? Is that okay to say? Anyway, I, uh, I mean that stuff. Just like well, here's a here's it's, a question it's cinematic to me in a way that just works. Whereas I I actually fell asleep multiple times watching Tomorrow Never Dies. And this movie, and it's not a long movie. This movie I was engaged You know what? I started watching this, in this movie's defense, I started watching it at 12.30 and I finished at 2 and I didn't fall asleep. And I did not get a lot of sleep the night before. So, all that together, I guess I'll give it that. But here's a, okay, here's a a serious question for you. Maybe I'm pushing this too far now. Yeah, I saw it the whole time. I wasn't going to say anything. Um, uh, Here's... A question for you. I, I, I stand by this. Why are my pits to... so sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> you did address it in a previous episode. So it's true. You're trying to be Wayne consistent across here. the body. <laughs> you're trying to be consistent. Um, okay. D- Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker at times, I think, interact really well. But the chemistry of their relationship in the movie is not necessarily earned, right? It's not... I think it's earned in that very generic way. But the thing is, like, you also don't want more of that. Like, you don't want to, like, let's flash back to, like, Chris Tucker's dad's police service. And it's like, no, you get but that they one sequence have... where they bond over the fact that they both want to be good cops. <laughs> I did really like that they kept saying, my daddy. Because, <laughs> like, Chris Tucker's like, my daddy. daddy. And, then, and then Chris, and then, so Jackie Chan, like, wants to match that energy. So they just kept saying the word daddy over and over, <laughs> which was very funny. It's funny. Uh, it's funny. You agree seven and a half. Uh, but the, no, the bonding yeah, is very I mean, quick, look, but I think I will it works because like, they do have chemistry. And I also think I give this movie a half star for outtakes because outtakes are outtakes fun. were really good. The outtakes were very fun. I did really like also when Chris Tucker kept flubbing the, uh, Kelsey Clinton. The chi- the ch- yes, that was funny also. And Kelsey, he said Kelsey grammar one time, which was very funny. Like, um, Chelsea or Kelsey? Um, <laughs> It's funny because he was like dead serious. Like it wasn't a fictional character. He's talking about the president <laughs> of the United States' daughter. Uh, but I did like when he kept flubbing uh, the Chinese line on the plane, and then 
Jackie Chan's like, see, he can't even say three words in Chinese, and I'm doing really well over here, which is very, which is very funny. Uh, the outtakes were great. I actually would bump it. I would bump it to a six and a half. I'd give it the half point seven. for the outtake. Come on to seven. Uh, Maybe on seven. I really don't think it was that great of a movie, but it was fine. It was entertaining. Um here, I have not a lot of research, but a few interesting things about this. Uh, the one interesting thing, which I'm sure that you saw also, is that uh, this movie was the reason that Rotten Tomatoes was uh, created. This movie destroyed movie discourse. Yeah. Indirectly. So there was a guy named uh, Sen Duong, uh, and he was a really big Jackie Chan fan, and he was really excited that Jackie Chan, he was, uh, particularly uh, Jackie Chan's I believe he uh, was a, a Jackie Stan. Ooh, nice. Um... Good one. No, that's really good. Uh, I wasn't being facetious. Um, uh, he was a big fan of, of uh, Jackie Chan's Hong Kong action films, and he was really excited that he was going to do an American film. I, I guess, mean, at that point, what else would he have been a big fan of? Like, Right. So, um, Anticipation of Rush comedy. Hour, he coded the website in two weeks um, and then aggregated all of the reviews of it because he was really excited about it. So, that's how Rotten Tomatoes launched. Um, okay, here is some background on this movie. Um, Brett Ratner saw Rumble in the Bronx and how successful it was, and he was like, I want to put Jackie Chan in a buddy cop movie. And this sounds like Brett Ratner wrote this, and I don't need to give Brett Ratner credit knowing who he is. But it says, Brett Ratner wants to put Jackie Chan in a buddy cop movie, not as a co-star or sidekick, but on equal footing with an American star. I feel like Brett Ratner is trying to buy well, himself any kind of credit back. I, I, um, I think that that's true because Disney backed out of the movie because they didn't think Jackie Chan was worth investing yes. in. Yes. Right. Correct. Uh, um, which I saw. So Ratner flew to South Africa and pitched him. And then a few days later, Jackie Chan agreed, flew to L.A., met Chris Tucker, and then they ended up making the movie. Uh, some early candidates for the lead role of James Carter, who Chris Tucker plays, because obviously Jackie Chan was the only candidate for like that was as I just said. Um, right, it could have been Jackie uh, Chan or Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> right, uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, who I think good. was originally signed on to it. Wesley Snipes. That would have been great. It would have been different. It would have been right. Yes, it would have been different. It would have been, been like been it would have so been good. It would have been angrier, right? Less super comedic, and right. I think a bit more like surly. Uh, Chris Rock, which would have been just as good. Eddie Murphy, I feel like Eddie Murphy was mailing I, it in for I, this entire like. I don't think like, Chris Rock would have been just as because I don't think Chris Rock's been in very many good movies. That's fair, but he does the real like kind of like he does have the same. It's a similar in the, in the, the same Roger energy. Ebert review. He says that Chris Tucker is doing like a Eddie Murphy meets Chris Rock, which I think yeah. is a pretty good comparison. Yes. And I, it is and a I of course very compared him to Eddie Murphy in the first half. So loud, both geniuses about movies. I will say that Eddie Murphy, again, like in the 90s and like I would say from like 95, well, I guess he was doing like The Nutty Professor, but like for most of Eddie Murphy's like from mid 90s to like mid 2010s, I think he was like mailing everything in. Uh, so yeah. for that reason. You didn't love uh, that movie where there's a tree outside his house and it has all the leaves on it and if the, all the leaves come off every time he lies or something. What was that oh, movie? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Is the cover of him like his hands over his mouth or something? Um, yeah, what is that movie? <laughs> I don't remember. He did a lot of crap. Okay. Um, well, and Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. I honestly and, think Chris Tucker's the best of that bunch for this movie. But it's the same kind of like really like yelly humor. Yeah. Um, Which is really so. Funny. They would have been fine. Um, 
Murphy turned it down. Okay, so speaking of Eddie Murphy mailing it in, he turned it down for the role to do uh, Holy Man instead. So there you go. Um, Wesley Snipes turned it down to do Blade. Uh, so I think that worked out well for both of them. Um, Jackie Chan has expressed dissatisfaction with the film. Quote, I didn't like the movie. I still don't like the movie. Chan continued, I don't like the way I speak English, and I don't know what Chris Tucker is saying. Uh, so that's funny. Um, but then he uh, he says, although he respects the box office success, Chan says he prefers the films he made in his native Hong Kong because they deliver more fight scenes. If you see my Hong Kong movies, you know what happens. Bam, bam, bam. Always Jackie Chan style. Me, 10 minutes of fighting. See, that's a much yeah, better way of would be a better movie. I agree. But th- there's room to improve from a seven and a half. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so the question is, if he didn't like it, why did he do two more? Oh, uh, he likes Obviously, money. Yeah. So for Rush Hour 3, uh, Chris Tucker earned $25 million and Jackie Chan received the film's distribution rights in Asia. So they both really cashed in. Uh, yeah. Uh, on a good movie that, I mean, I actually don't know that Rush Hour 3 was a good movie. Yeah. And then, uh. So before this, uh, making this movie, uh, or after making the movie, uh, Chan said he expected the film to bomb at the box office again, because he was wrong. Like me, uh, he, he thought it was a six, um, and he planned to quit Hollywood, uh, for good right before taking this role because of the lack of interesting roles he was receiving. I tried so many times to go to Hollywood, but after that I said no more Hollywood because my English is not good, they're not my culture, and they don't like this kind of action. Chan said he only received scripts about East Asian detectives in America, but he was keen to expand his creative endeavors. When the script for Rush Hour passed his desk, my manager said, look, there's a script, it's called Rush Hour. I said, no, I don't want to be a Hong Kong police. I'm not going to do it. He's like, Jackie, one last time, try it. So basically, Jackie Chan was being typecast into these movies before ever quit Hollywood for it. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, just do it. So he did it. Uh, and then like the one time Hollywood wasn't great. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Um, and then uh, this last December, he said that they're working on rush hour four. Yeah, because they're good uh, movies and he likes them. Uh, uh okay. We got to do some bits and then we got to wrap. Um, okay. do you have oh, a Jewish sure. transformer for this week? Do we know what we're doing next? Yeah. Is it your pick? It's my pick, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, ch- I chose this flaming bag of shit. Uh, just kidding. So. Uh, sort of. Um, okay. No, as long as we you know. Okay. Yes, we have a list of Transformers. Do you have a Jewish and, Transformer? Because I have a Jewish I, Transformer. I don't. Okay, ready? Um, this is what I like. I like this one a lot. It relates to this movie. I just thought of it. So it's not even from my list. Uh, my Jewish Transformer this week is Brett Rattrap. <laughs> It's Is sort of all line of your Woody Allen bot. It's, yeah, so we're just doing I, Jewish I directors have now. Connected Brett Ratner to Rat Trap, the the Rat Transformer. <laughs> okay. Rat Trap or Ratchet? Rat Trap. Because I'm seeing Ratchet here. <laughs> Brett Ratchet could and be another one. <laughs> that is my Jewish transformer. It's Rat Chit. <laughs> What is the the Chit's just to make sure that my wife can't say it? <laughs> yeah, the Chit is that he's Jewish. <laughs> It's rat hit. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. That's all I got. Perfect. Um, um, I don't have a ton of film Twitter corner, which is annoying because I've seen some incredible uh, Zack Snyder stuff in the wake of the Rebel Moon stuff. Um, I do like that. Uh, apparently, like what's going around is like the uh, rallying cry of the Rebel Moon cast is "fuck Star Wars," which is like 
true because Star Wars kind of sucks now, but also is like, it's like embarrassing because like, you know, like it was a rejected Star Wars script and like it's, we've all seen the trailer. It's going to be bad. worse than whatever. Here's so, what like, I'll say. I, to go back to Ahsoka for a second. Yeah, no, of, good, because that's my only uh, film Twitter. One of the things I wrote in my notes is watching Ahsoka and just like seeing how boring all these Jedi are makes me understand why George Lucas put Jar Jar in the prequels. Because it's like, yeah, you're going to have all these Jedi. You need to have a character who reacts big. Who farts. No, makes fun. <laughs> when something crazy happens. Because <laughs> the Jedi are just like, interesting thing happening. They have no reaction to anything. So they're just like, all of the reaction is Jar Jar. Now, that's so, also uh, a mistake, but both yeah. things are a mistake. It's just Jar Jar's more embarrassing. <laughs> right. The mistake is, I think, not to get too deep into Star Wars stuff, but, like, not understanding, like, what's interesting. Meaning, like, they've created an entire galaxy and, like, an entire, like, time frame. And, like, trying to make it all, like, oh, well, we did one story and now it's about Jedi. So, like, let's just move ten years in either direction and make it about other Jedi is dumb. They can make it about anything. Right. Well, the, the other thing is the original trilogy doesn't have any actual Jedi in it. It has two failed Jedi who have like are despondent and have given up hope. And then a person who hears about the Jedi and is like, maybe I'll become one. And then everything else has actual Jedi in it. And they always suck. They're just yeah. boring characters. Anyway. So, okay. Jar Jar Banks, That'll segue well. A hundred percent. That'll segue well. to. <laughs> It's so fun to do. And, and my audacity just turns fully blue. I genuinely like understand why that must have been so fun. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, anyway, um, the the tweet that I bookmarked, and this really just gets into like why this discourse of Star Wars is so bad. I'm not going to use any other words, just bad. Uh, here's the tweet. 15 years ago, Ahsoka was introduced into Star Wars lore. She was largely hated, and some fans even called for her death. Now she's one of the most iconic characters in the entire franchise. A true triumph of a story. So, a number of things. That got 16,000 likes. Um, number one. I mean, that's how I feel about Jar Jar Binks. Is she? Really? When he was uh, introduced, people one hated of the most, I, and Now yeah. he's one of the most, iconic, one of the most iconic characters yeah. in, in partial recall lore. He is definitely way more iconic than Ahsoka, with all due respect to the stupendous wave. That's the tweeter. No, okay, so, um, so here's the thing. I don't want to... We back I don't even want to get into... Like. We back out things we don't like. I don't like the show. I find it very boring. If you're the type of person who's like, what I like is visual representations of Wikipedia entries that show me the plot of things, sure, it's great. It's just not my thing. Yeah, my uh, point here was not even to rag on that as much as the some fans even called for her death. It's a it's a fictional character. It's gonna be it's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think what we're saying is if you're not a fan of in, outside of the context of being a fan of Partial Recall, all fans are bad. Yeah, the five uh, yeah. or so fans that Partial Recall has, you guys are all right. Except Andy, like the seriousness, get off my back on Ninja Turtles. Okay? <laughs> the seriousness in which that was tweeted of like some fans even called. It's not like trying to like assassinate like a, a, a president. It's a fictional character. Okay, so that I just I saw that and I'm like that is a uh, good encapsulation of uh, fandom and uh, yeah. And I think you know what I say to that. Wow. 
Yeah. Oh, I did want to just comment quickly. I know you wanted to wrap up. Um, <laughs> this is this My is actually going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. This is a real hot take. Um, it's probably going to. I don't mean. You know, I do. I'm, I'm coming for all the smoke. Um, I watched the Ferrari trailer. Um, here's my, my take. Okay. I almost did it. Yeah, please don't do it again. What if I was like, here's my take. <laughs> that should just be our whole podcast. Um, my take is, uh, we got to stop doing so many biopics. Oh, write an original script. I, mean, I know no, Oppenheimer I, I was, was... Okay, finish, finish, finish. Well, no, because, like, look, plenty are good. But it, it's just, like, it's... I gotta, be, I gotta I tell don't... you a, a secret. They're still original scripts. They're not, like, recordings <sighs> of the person's life. I know, but it's like, oh, this person was interesting, and I'll show you a movie about their life and how interesting they are. And it's just, like, there's too many. There's too many. <sighs> See... Make up a story. My Make thought, up a story. That's all I'm saying. My it's like reading nonfiction versus fiction. My thought in a Ferrari trailer is it's weird to make Predator after Alien versus Predator. And I haven't even seen the Ford movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was not I was not following that. I got it. I was thinking, I'm like, didn't they just make a Ferrari? Yeah, they made Ford versus Ferrari. Right. Look, so the next again. movie is going to be Ford in the sort of doing the reverse franchise. It's like Batman v Superman. It, my issue with it is, like, it becomes this thing where, like, it's all awards bait, right? No. Like, uh, so much of it is. Like, Elvis, like, he, he, he was so really immersed in that, that role. <sighs> People it's, really like that movie. And that movie made a lot of money. The thing, but the, the formula of biopics is, like, someone goes, like, super uh, method to, like, inhabit this real person's life. And then we tell the story of this real person's life. And it's like, I like the concept of it, but I just feel like they're far too prevalent these days well, that's, all. that's all i don't i don't think i agree but also you should see oppenheimer because maybe the best movie of the year yeah no uh, i want to see oppenheimer i'm sure it's great and, I and don't it's care not that it is a... so much like the story about yes it is a story about oppenheimer um but it is it is really a story about the like things that he's struggling with as told through his life story yeah uh, so in in that way it's like it's as much of a traditional story as as any like other type of movie could be. That's a terrible phrasing of what I'm trying to say, but I think you got it. I just came up with a really good Jewish transformer. Hit me. Optimus Primer. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's Thank pretty you. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I, I, look, it's. I just. It's all I see. It's, all, it's like I, 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 you know, you throw a stone, you hit a biopic. Right. You're like, I've had enough of this IP, and I don't want any more Oppie either. They call him Oppie in the movie. Oh, like oh his character oh, is called Oppie. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> what are we doing next? <laughs> Where are we going from here? <laughs> so we're going to cover Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace again. No, just kidding. Uh, so we're going to connect on Chris Tucker. To the fifth element. Oh, 
Uh, I have genuine. That was a genuine reaction. I forgot what we were. Rad we sci-fi movie with yes. Chris Tucker. Luke. It's like a bit Luke. part, I believe. It's Bruce Willis and Mila Jovovich primarily. And the uh, what's his name? Luke Benson is the director. Luke Benson. Oh, whatever, Benson. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not from like Connecticut. Um, <laughs> there's no N. There's no N. It's like it's, it's Luke Besson. Yeah. There's no N. Like there's no N in Ian McClellan. <laughs> he did do Valerian, which I loved. Um, really good. Did movie. you love Valerian? Because I feel like I watched Valerian with you in your house. It was so fun. And I'm pretty yeah. sure we both fell asleep. I know, but then I finished it. I really liked it. Um, Whatever. We can talk about it next time. Fifth Element, I'm really excited about that. Um, And don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) 